0: The following audio was recorded at Stone Oak Bible Church and is part of our series called The Trinity in Advent. For previous messages or to find out more about Stone Oak Bible Church, visit us at stoneoakbible.com. Merry Christmas, church. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're with us this evening. And I hope your day has gone well so far and you have avoided all places of shopping they are crazy, Um, I wanted to take just a quick moment. Notice I said quick. I want to take a quick moment um, tonight to focus our attention. I believe that this is an incredible season and incredible time of the year. Uh, But with all of the festivities and all of the... um, the friends and, and the family and the busyness and the gifts and the lights and the expectation and the anticipation and all of, of that, um, with all of the elf and white Christmas just continually on repeat in our homes. If you're anything like me, if not, you need to get them. Um, it is so easy to just get swept away, taken up by it all, And then for us each to blink and it be December 26th. And we all just wonder what just happened. So here's where we're going tonight. We are going to talk about the fact that Christmas is our preview of what is to come. Christmas is a preview of what is to come. And here's what I mean by that. Like I said, for the majority of us, there is something just in the air. There's just something spectacular about this. And it gets even heightened when we begin to picture what Christmas is going to be like. Uh, from the, the, the people we love gathered around the tree, a perfectly warmed beverage in your hand, a very soft couch, uh, very comfortable PJs. Uh, the smell of pine cones. Of course, we are in San Antonio, so that comes to us via candle, but that is okay. That's all right. Um, and if there's kids in this picture, of course, we picture them being quiet, er, grateful, right? And, and, and we, we have this picturesque scene, this perfect moment, and, and it starts tonight. It starts... Right now, um, everything is set, everything is ready, anticipation, it's all, it's, all, it's all here. And what's not to love about it? It's almost as if we were created for this. It's almost as if we were created for this moment. And um, I'm actually gonna argue that we were, but I'll get back to that. In the midst of all of that picturesque moments, though, there is something that is absolutely universal that all of us are going to face tomorrow and the next day. And that is this, no matter how awesome your Christmas is, no matter how incredible, how magical, and how, how perfect, how much your expectations were met, no matter how great it is, whether you got the perfect gift or whether the perfect gift that you got someone else was received as perfectly as you you had imagined in your mind, regardless of how perfect your Christmas Eve and your Christmas may be. We will all be, in one way or another, let down. On December 26th. Back to normal. Everything gets packed up. You're like, pastor, you are depressing. I have a point. (laughs) Follow me. We pack it all up. The things go back into their boxes. The lights, the stockings. Life continues. Life pushes, pushes on. And we catch ourselves again. Looking forward to next year. Craving. Longing for, for next year. Christmas seems to reveal something in us. Christmas seems to reveal something in us that all of us are craving. And Christmas kind of pulls it, pulls it out of us. It's that moment of peace, tranquility, joy, love, happiness. And yet, as we all know, Christmas never quite perfectly delivers on what it reveals in us. Not quite. Not, not quite. No matter how good and special, it, it doesn't quite perfectly satisfy, which leaves us asking for more every every year, craving for more. Not necessarily, don't hear me wrong, craving for more festivities, more candy canes, more jingle bells, more Christmas music. I think a lot of us are quite content with uh, putting those away for another 365 days. I think most of us are content with that. But we find ourselves craving more of the hope and the expectation, the joy, the love, the peace, Because although Christmas was great, it reveals in us an itch that Christmas can't fully scratch. Not quite. Here's why. Because Christmas is a preview. Christmas is a preview of what is to come. It's an imperfect preview of the perfection that is to come. So um, turn with me in your Bibles, if you have them, to Revelation Chapter uh, 21, last book of your Bible, and I know that many of you would have put money on the fact that we would not be in Revelation on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I like to keep you on your toes. I think this is a Christmas Eve message, though, so follow with me. Um, Revelation, we're going to be in the last two chapters. Last book of your Bible, uh, last two chapters of the last book of the Bible, and the Bible kind of tells us how this is going to end. Uh, How all of this is going to, it's grand finale, what's going to finally happen. Our Bible paints a picture of the future that we long for, and so I want to start in chapter 21, verse 3 and i heard a loud voice from the throne saying behold the dwelling place of god is with man he will dwell with them and they will be his people and god himself will be with them as their god so just tonight um in each christmas we look back on that moment right church where where god came word became flesh jesus became man god with us And here, Revelation tells us, think of the the similar imagery here. Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. This is that permanent dwelling. And listen to this, because now the Bible is going to tell us what that dwelling is going to look like. You ready? This is good news. I know I've been depressing up until this point, but this is good news, church. Verse 4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. No more tears, no more death no more mourning, no more pain, all those things gone forever. And this is the future that is ours in and through Jesus Christ. Now, we are all broken now. We are all, uh, we deal with sin, we deal with pain, we deal with tears, we deal with sickness, we deal with mourning, we deal with death. But our hearts crave the day when all of those things are done. All of those things are done, and our hearts crave this moment when everything, church, is right again. It's like we were created for this. Because, church, we are. We were created to be in a relationship with God. Adam and Eve in the garden, perfect, untainted by sin and all the mess. Each and every single one of us are craving that day when all is right and we could have that again. We're craving it because we were created for it. And so... We approach every Christmas with a hopeful expectation. The hope, the peace, the perfection points us back to God with us, Emmanuel. And yet Christmas comes and goes and we're still looking forward to the day because church Christmas is kind of like a dress rehearsal. It's a grand preview service of what is to come when the dwelling place of God is with man. No more tears, no more death, no more mourning, crying, pain, sickness, sin, for the former things have passed away. Church, this is Advent. Just as the world was in waiting, longing for the birth of the Messiah, the birth of Jesus Christ, Church, we are in waiting tonight. We are in waiting for the return of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so here is my encouragement for all of us um, tonight and tomorrow morning. Here is my encouragement. I have two things for us. Number one, let Christmas inspire gratefulness. Let Christmas inspire gratefulness. Gratefulness because our God is good. Not only does he love you, he cares for you. And not only that, he came for you. He came for you. He did not leave you here without a hope. Listen, think about this, church. When all other religions tell us what we need to do to get to God, how we need to act, what we need to change, what we need to do, our God comes and tells us what he did to get to us, how he came what he has accomplished, what Jesus did. We celebrate the fact that our God came, born of a virgin, humbling himself. That's what we stand, that's what we look back on, God with us. Our God came. Christmas should inspire in us such a profound gratefulness. When we understand what the Bible tells us about our God, when we understand that our Bible tells us that we are children of God, Now, through the work of Jesus Christ. Um, Christmas should drive our focus away from ourselves. And I know that sounds absolutely counter-Christmas sometimes because Christmas has this weird way of making us more me-focused, which is is strange. Um, If we're not careful, I'm, I'm sure you can relate to this, Christmas can become so, so consumerized And so distracted when we know, we all know that's not what it's about, but it can happen so quickly. But Christmas, the reality of Christmas, should push against that in every way, showing us that we need to look outside of ourselves. Christmas should inspire gratefulness. Church, are you grateful tonight? Christmas is all about the gift that God gave us not only in sending his son to be born of a virgin, born in a manger in Bethlehem, not only that, but the fact that he sent his son to die for us to make a way that we could know him, not only that, as we're gonna talk about, but to give us a hope, to give us a a hope that we are children of God, children of hope, and children with an incredible future. Christmas should inspire gratefulness. So I want to encourage you tonight and tomorrow to put this into practice. Uh, No matter what your Christmas looks like, to find moments to stop and to reflect on the things that we have to be thankful for. The things that we have that we should be grateful for. And I know some of you are saying, that was Thanksgiving, Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But when we consider the incredible gift, when we consider what God has done, when we consider what we are celebrating, what other response is there that we could possibly have but to be overwhelmed and to be grateful in light of a gift like this, Christmas should inspire gratefulness. And so again, tonight and tomorrow morning, as you are celebrating Christmas, I want to encourage you to find moments to just stop and to express your thankfulness. I encourage you to do it out loud. Do it with those that you are with um, to do this out loud. Maybe just go around, and as weird as this may be, just share. Just share what you are grateful for. Um, Since we are not able to meet tomorrow... Um, as a church, we'd love to give you a tool to help you in this. Uh, tomorrow morning, we are going to be sending out a, a Christmas Day devotional video uh, to, to all of you. Um, it'll be short, a little over five minutes, and, and it is meant to come alongside of you as you celebrate Jesus together in your home. Um, if you receive our emails weekly, if you receive the weekly from us, uh, then you're already on the list already and you're going to get it and there's nothing you can do about it. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it's already coming to you. Uh, but if, you, uh, if not and you would like to receive it, I, I want to encourage you to sign up before you leave. And the way you do that is very simple. Uh, on the chair, there should be a card and a pen near you if you're not receiving emails from us weekly and you'd like to get our Christmas devotional tomorrow, fill out that card and in the back, just drop it in our offering box. We'll get you plugged in and you'll get it tomorrow morning. Um, so, so don't leave here without, without doing that because church, again, our goal is really simple in this, is to stop and to simply think about the gifts that God has given us. Church, don't let Christmas get away from you this year without doing this. Don't let Christmas get away without it moving your heart to gratefulness. Because again, Christmas should inspire gratefulness. Number two, um, let Christmas focus our hope on things to come. Again, Uh, We are not only looking back, not only looking back on the moment, the day when Jesus came as a baby born of a virgin in a manger in the humble town of Bethlehem. We're not only looking back to that moment when fulfilling all prophecy, God with us. We're not only looking back at that moment. Not only do we celebrate that but christmas should push us drive us forward to remember the moment that he will return to remind ourselves that the same god who came is just assured coming again christmas should drive our hope forward when as we said remember that the dwelling place of god is with man forever should drive us forward. That moment when every single tear is wiped from every single eye. I don't know if you are coming out of a rough year. I know so many of us that, that are. We look forward to the moment when there is no more pain, when there is no more sickness, when all of it is Done And Christmas drives us forward to this moment because, um, think about this, if Christmas, the celebration is the grand finale, then of course we're going to be disappointed on the 26th because the grand finale is over, right? Um, We're going to be disappointed. We will be let down. However, if Christmas is the tool that causes us to look forward to the hope that we have firmly and secured in Jesus Christ, then on the 26th, we stand strengthened and encouraged. Because we know our hope is firmly set on what is to come. Listen to this. It is so just simply, simply stated. It's, it's the way your Bible ends. So turn with me one chapter, last two verses of the last chapter in your Bible. Uh, listen to this. He who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. Amen, amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. Our Bible ends with that. That's it. There's the period. Surely I, Jesus Christ, in coming, coming again, and there will be a day when all of this will be made right there will be a day when the hope and the joy that we experience imperfectly imperfectly at Christmas, when, we will, when it will never end, when we will never be let down. There will come a day, church, just, just like he came, he will come again, he will return all that we long for. All that we are hoping for, every expectation, every anticipation, everything. I promise you, you will not be satisfied, or you will be satisfied on that day. None of us will walk away feeling less than satisfied. Christmas should focus us, focus our hope on things to come. So tomorrow, as we gather... um, In our homes as we celebrate Christmas, would you take a moment not only to express gratefulness, the gift that God has given, but would you take a moment and would you reflect together on the future that is ours through Jesus Christ? And if you're here tonight and you do not know that hope and you would like to, Please do not leave here tonight without knowing. I would love the opportunity to talk with you, to pray with you. Don't leave. How cool is it to. to, What better time is it than Christmas Eve to respond to the gospel? Amen? There's no better time than, than now. Don't leave here without knowing. Because I, I even encourage you, just think about this. I know this is weird, but tomorrow as you're celebrating Christmas, maybe the, the scripture that we read earlier today, Revelation 21, um, maybe take a moment, grab it, and read it out loud. Talk about the future that is ours in Jesus Christ when he returns and, and all is right. Talk about the hope that we have, because this is truly Advent, Pointing us forward to the coming, the return of, of Jesus Christ, because Christmas is a preview of what is to come. As we close, um, there will come a day when the the joy, and the hope of Christmas, the celebration, all of it. There will come a day when the peace that we love about this season will never end. That day is coming. And until that day, we celebrate Christmas. The fact that our Savior came. Until that day, with gratefulness, we look ahead and we, we stand on and we remember the fact that, that Jesus will come again again. Christmas is the preview of what's to come. So until that day, church, let us enjoy the preview. Let us enjoy the preview with grateful and with hopeful, with hope-filled hearts. Let's pray together. God, we are a grateful and a hopeful people because you came and because you will return. In light of that, there is nothing that can separate us. There is nothing that can shake us. There is nothing that we go through that is beyond your reach. So I just pray that this season, this Christmas season, will direct our focus, direct our hearts, direct our eyes to you. The God who loves us, the God who cares for us, and the God who came for us, and the God who will come again. Not for each of us in this room, I pray that through your, your spirit that you would begin to work in our hearts. I pray that you would um, open our eyes to the fullness of the gift that you gave us through Jesus Christ. And I pray for, for anyone here in this room who has not yet responded to the gospel. I pray that right now in this moment that you open their eyes to the goodness of all who you are. The fact that we are broken, yet you loved us. The fact that while we were in our sin, you died for us. The fact that while we were weighted down with our sin, you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to live the life that we could not live and to die the death that we deserved so that we can know you, that we can become the righteousness of God. And not only that, we know that you didn't stay dead, that you rose, that your son rose from death. And so now we know and we stand on the hope that just as you live, we will live eternally with you. We stand on that hope and we pray that you just focus our eyes on the hope we have in the son. And it's in your son's name that we pray, amen.